to be okay. This woman had a, um, a TikTok that went viral, as they say. Her name is Holly. Her, her TikTok name is HW Faith Fit. Why don't you uh, take a listen to what she has to say? Today, and the woman, honestly, I bless her heart, honestly thinks that food prices are not going to go up. She thinks that this is the highest they're going to go. I tried to explain to her that that was not the case, that they're absolutely going to go up even more. Um, and I told her there are things that like we have to buy. There's something we had to buy that two years ago cost us $24. Last year was about 46. This year it is costing us $96. Okay. Local farmer, 50 head of cattle. It's costing him $8,000 a month to feed them. Please understand food prices are going to go up. You want to act like it's the farmer's fault. It is not the farmer's fault. We're barely making it to grow the stuff so you guys are able to get it in August, September, October. Okay? Guys, this is not going away. Stop sticking your head in the sand and thinking, oh, it's going to be okay. It's not going to fucking be okay. We got in a conversation today, and the woman... So, that was the TikTok from Holly saying, hey... They're pointing to us as the farmers, but obviously there are other forces at play here. We want to feed you. We want to make money off our crops, but there are major issues. And here's the crazy thing as I dug more into it is that she's right. Now, you may not be aware of this, but there have been 96 just tragedies that have happened to these to the global food supply in the last year. And it ranges from a plane going into a farm, like a field, and blowing up the crops, or tens of thousands of chickens dying because it's 100 degrees and cows dying because it's 100 degrees. Okay? And that... It, historically, when there are fires in food supply chain uh, facilities or, you know, uh, farms, that the majority of them, since they started documenting this in the early 90s, the majority of them were arson, intentionally, deliberately lit on fire. So you ask, why? Why would anyone light anything on fire? There's no one with malintent. Everybody wants the best for us. The government wants us to thrive together. They don't want us bickering. They don't want people divided based on different views, whether it be religious, political, racial. They want everyone to just get along. I just want to ask, are you fucking out of your mind? Is that the behavior you have seen from people in power your entire life that they put the greater good over their own financial gains? No. That's why Congress won't rule out being able to gamble on stocks where Nancy Pelosi's right below, you know, Jim Simmons for the best investor of all time. I mean, my gosh, he's probably better than Warren Buffett. But hey, he's just old, right? That compounding interest does add up at the end there. So... I said 96 facilities, and also that you may not be aware of is this bird flu that's going around killing flocks of, of, of birds to the tune of 30 or 40 million birds. 
30 and 40 million all of a sudden are just dying out because of a crazy flu virus that's going around the same times and there's a COVID virus. No conspiracy. These are just the facts. Now, I really am not into the conspiracy theory fucking bullshit bananas until I realize or I'm not into that period. I have realized that a lot of these so-called conspiracy theories have been proven to be true as of late. Not as of late, but it's been happening for some time. I actually feel like I'm a little late to the party. I do not believe that, for example, the United States government is behind closed doors having massive, massively powerful meetings saying, hey, you know what? Jonathan Cogan's birthday is coming up. We want to make him a surprise party and we can't let him know. So let's talk about secrecy. And when asked about it, we're not going to ask questions. And if they ask questions, yes, silence them. Because we want to surprise him. It's not the case. There's no way that's the case. I have just never seen anything to show that people in power care about the greater good more than, oh, I don't know, the people in power. Let's get back into the facts and we'll do some videos. Check out these videos. And if you're not uh, able to see this, um, just check these out. These are a couple of videos and hopefully the audio is pretty good. Here we go. Massive flames burned down a barn with tens of thousands of chickens inside in Wright County overnight. The fire happened at Forsman Farms in Howard Lake, causing major damage. You see the smoke still smoldering there. As Kirsten Mitchell shows us, neighbors watched it burn well into the night. It was just unbelievable how quick it grew. It was insane. The Trebesh family thought they'd spend their Saturday night around their bonfire. Stood up and turned around. No. Just after 10, they noticed massive flames across the field at Forsman Farms. It was the whole sky. It was quite large. They called 911. Mostly volunteer firefighters from across the county showed up. At one point, they're all 200 feet high, double the height of the building. And every gust of wind, you could just see the flame building it was pretty incredible a barn housing tens of thousands of chickens was leveled in what a farm spokesperson calls a tragic accident forsman farm started in 19 a tragic accident from the fourth generation family farm check out this one Now, what's on the screen right now are massive flames. When the fire got bigger, we exited the structure. We knew that there were big propane bottles inside, some chemicals. Um, exited the structure, called the second alarm fire at that point. Right now, there's nobody else in danger. We did have OPD uh, work with them to get the crowd further away, just because we did have some uh, projectiles propane bottles exploded and some other things exploded inside the fire. So we had people move back another block or two. Uh, right now, we're having people that live in the area shelter in place, try to stay inside. Uh, but there's no danger to anyone else at this time. How about let's do one more. Three alarm fire breaks out in Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. These are massive. Massive flames. It was an accident, though. 
and there's 96 of them. It's on ABC News. I mean, look at that. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Those are three separate videos on mainstream news channels. Okay? They're coming up everywhere. And it doesn't seem like anyone's like, huh, that's strange. Wow, we really only used to have like, I don't know, four fires. Now we have 96. But hey, it's conspiracy. Look at these news articles. Look at these news articles. Check these out. On the screen now is the Washington Post. Okay, this is back in April from Laura Riley. Avian flu has spread to 27 states, sharply driving up egg prices. For many Americans, bad inflation news keeps getting worse. Egg prices have nearly tripled since November. And that then refers to, on Friday, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced yet another outbreak, this one in Two Flocks in Idaho, making the 27th state in which the virus has been found since February, according to the USDA. The price of a dozen eggs in November hovered around $1. Right now, that price is $2.95 and rising. You go to the page that it references about the U.S. Department of Agriculture and their announcement. Headline. This is from PJ Media from Stacey Lennox. Get ready for $1 per egg. USDA forecast predicts highest food inflation since 1980. Okay. The topic of inflation is in the news nearly every day and is now the top concern among voters in most polls. Things are likely to get even worse. Most Americans are familiar with the all items consumer price index, which, by the way, was a calculation change in the 80s when it got like too high. So they just made it a little bit different. And that just came in worse than we expected. I think it was like 8.6%. This metric is based on changes for all consumer goods and services. Okay. So when they say that and it comes back like 8.6%, but in that basket of goods, the food is actually 9.6% and you spend the vast majority of your money on food or on rent, which exceeds that average. Well, then your inflation really isn't that 8.6%. It's really inflated much higher to that 9.6% by the amount of food you buy. Just think about that. Look at the individual items and what they and which ones you actually use the most and figure out your weighted average. So it says, while all items in CPI for April was 8.3%, which is still ridiculous if you believe the actual percentage itself, food alone increased by 9.4%. That's what I was saying. So if you really only bought 100% of food, then really your inflation is 9.4%, but still weights higher than 8.3% probably because they probably don't weight enough to food. That's according to the USDA. Food consumed at home also increased more than the price of food away from home. Grocery store and supermarket purchases rose 10.8% year over year in April. So if your supermarket purchases, and that says the USDA's forecast for May predicts the cost of food will increase again and significantly by fall. So 10.8% of your supermarket purchases year over year. Well, that means if you get a 4% pay raise and you're paying 10.8% out, you're actually making about 6% less, 6.8% less than you used to. I mean, and these are, I mean, look at this. And then back to the fires, it says tens of thousands of chickens killed in massive farm fire adds to bizarre string of food disasters across the U.S. And these are where these videos came from. Come on. This is oddly um, coincidental and very um, 
interesting timing as people are getting wiped out by the economy and wiped out because they can't afford food and wiped out because they can't drive their car. And then you have in Time, in Time, Time Magazine, in business under farming, this is literally the headline. They're trying to wipe us off the map. Small American farmers are nearing extinction. Uh, and then it gives a story and says, for nearly two centuries, the Reichman family has raised cows for milk in this muddy patch of land in the middle of Wisconsin. Mary and John Reichman, who now run the farm and 45 cows, have seen all manners of up and downs, droughts, floods, oversupplies of milk that set prices tumbling. But they've never seen a crisis quite like this one. The Reichmans are about 300000 in debt, and bill collectors are hounding them about the feed bill and repayment for a used tractor they bought to keep the farm going. So this is talking about the average farmer, and this is on the massive scale. This is a massive geopolitical macro move, okay? Just think about this potential theory. So the farmer's debt is as high as it's been in the U.S. in the history of writing do of um, of documenting farm debt. <laughs> It's the highest ever, okay? You have the war in Ukraine, which brings in an interesting problem with wheat distribution from Ukraine, and especially when Russia blocks it off, and a lot of African countries consume that wheat. In fact, a, a huge percentage of them. And now it's stuck up because of the war, and it's going to cause a food shortage in these, in, these, in these African countries. And you go and look at, okay... Maybe Jonathan could be right about this global, you know, great reset thing. And, you know, when uh, when the World Economic Forum literally on their propaganda says in 10 years, you will own nothing and be happy with a guy smiling. Last time I checked, I didn't know owning nothing was what brought so much joy into this world. Yet the people who tell us to own nothing own everything. In fact, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, who is the founder of it, literally connected his house. I believe it's in Geneva, to the World Economic Forum headquarters and combined it and built his own land or built his own bridge because for some reason, even though we're going to own nothing and be happy, the guy who's telling us this didn't want to step foot on non-private grounds. Are you kidding me? This is like a movie. This is ridiculous. Wake up. This is unbelievable. What's happening is we are in this information age. Okay. And the information age is bringing about the, the resources to discern the real truth and how this world operates like never before at a speed that we've never seen before. And we're disrupting old political systems and old financial systems, okay, in this new age of information. And so it's going to bring about friction as things begin to change because people want to be free. and. Because of that, you're going to have this pushback over these, you know, historically for the last couple centuries, powerful institutions like the U.S. government, gonna, they're going to do whatever it takes to protect, protect their power. That's what happens in every single regime ever. In fact, if you really want to know what's going on, I truly believe we will look back and say the time right now, if you read The Changing World Order, whatever you think of these people, the writers and stuff, just hear me out. The Changing World Order by Ray Dalio is basically 
the book of what's going on right now and how it's going to shape the future. That leads into the sequel. You combine these together and you'll get from what's going on today to what's going to be happening in 10 years. If you, some people combine reading the changing world order and then they put the sequel as the great reset. I don't think that's how the world's going to turn out. Although that's one way it could. I think it's going to be the changing world order into the sovereign individual, which is over my shoulder here. It's going to go more towards that route. And so as we get more information of this corruption and this bureaucratic nonsense, it's making us doubt people in power like never before. And yet people in power are going to do whatever it takes to protect their power because that's what they need to do. We're tearing that down really fast in the information age. It's a big deal, a big deal. So I just want to get back to these, to this coincidence of these farms being lit on fire and this food shortage and the war in Ukraine that affects wheat. And then the World Economic Forum is trying to push the Great Reset agenda is actually talking about, oh, hundreds of millions are going to be left behind. And they even went out and you'll see this in the next segment. They actually would say they're all about like the, whatever your political views are, they're all about, this is what theirs is. They're all about the open borders and, and let everybody in no matter what. And that that's fine. And what's really interesting is they said as this famine's coming or as these people are going to be, quote, left behind, well, then they said the people who really need help do everything you can to lock those borders so they cannot get in. It was all about, like, let everybody in, and that's great, but then we're going to cut off the food supply, and when people are really struggling and need to get in that country to survive, make it so they can't get in. They literally say that in the World Economic Forum Great Reset website. In the video, there's one video on the site. That's what one of the guy talks about. So it's almost like they're cool with everybody coming in, um, you know, uh, like into the country. Uh, if you look at it from a country standpoint, like the U.S., and maybe you'll say crime's gone up in major cities, maybe you won't. And I'm not saying I'm either for or against. All I'm saying is it's almost like, okay, then based on, you know, if politics goes more, what they say, like red wave and it goes Republican, are they going to be stricter on borders? And that's when the food crisis already started. So they actually want those borders to be strict before they don't want it to be. And then they would want it to be strict because these people need to get in the U.S. to literally eat because there's going to be a mass famine. Listen to this. It's 2022. We're talking about going to Mars. The fact that I'm using a word, the word famine, in the same sense as 2022 is ridiculous. And listen, history will, will say if I'm right or wrong. If I'm wrong, never listen to me again. But if I'm right, then be like, oh, maybe we should listen to the next thing. Like the first thing I mentioned was monkeypox. These things are, it's so clearly written. In fact, someone left a comment saying the next pandemic. I was like, yeah, well, that's interesting. So I want to get into uh, one more article. Uh, and then I want to show you a video and I got to preface this video is this video definitely has a right wing Republican poll. Okay. It's definitely a little propaganda towards the right side. No question. I'm going to do this whenever I preface a video, like tell you objectively what it is and take it for it is. However, some, and it's really dark and gloomy, like trying to make you very fearful where I would say, don't be fearful. In fact, I'd be optimistic, even though it might be difficult to be. Um, so it's, it's all about, it's definitely right wing person and it's, um, so Republican kind of values and then very dark and gloomy. So it's an intense video, but 
some of the information in the video is really good tidbits. So I'm going to play it. It's controversial. And I'm telling you, it's Republican more so than Democrat. So you could tell there's Republican views in there. And it's definitely biased towards fear and all that stuff. So just take it for what it's worth because there's really helpful stuff in it. But um, before we get into that, I want to go to this really, really good Substack. Um, I thought this was a great Substack. So it's um, so this is it's Pro Dio et Libertate. It says 96 food plants, facilities damaged or destroyed under Biden presidency. And it lists out, and I've, I've confirmed this on, on, on a government site and, and a couple other uh, forums and websites as well, news outlets. But it says below is the list of America's 26 plants. And that leads to, I, I checked that page as well, it's the uh, government uh, tallying them. And this is, below is the American 96 plants. This is literally from April 30th, 2021 to like June. And you'll, a fire, I'll read some of them. A fire that destroyed 75,000 square foot processing plant in Fayetteville. Firefighters worked for 12 hours to put a fire out at the Cargill Nutrena plant in Lecompte, LA. A fertilizer plant with 600 tons of ammonium nitrate inside caught on fire on Cherry Street in Winston-Salem. A massive fire swept through Wisconsin River Meats in Mauston. At least 130 cows were killed in a fire at Percy Farms Stowe. You go down to the bottom, which is March of 2022. This is March 4th, March 4th. It says 294,800 chickens destroyed at farm in Stoddard, Missouri. Then the same day, 644,000 chickens destroyed at egg farm in Cecil, Maryland. Then four days later, 243,900 chickens destroyed at egg farm in Newcastle, Delaware. Okay. Two days later, 663,400 chickens destroyed at egg farm in Cecil, Maryland. Same day, 915,900 chickens destroyed at egg farm in Taylor, Indiana. Then four days later, there's always two. This is very interesting. So there's two on 3-4, then one on 3-8. Then there's two on 3-10. Then there's two on 3-14. Then there's two on 3-16. Then there's two on 3-17. And they're, it's very interesting. Huh. And all these, I mean, literally, it says 76,400 turkeys, 208,000 turkeys, 100... I pull this up because in the video I'm going to show you right after this, I like passes through this on the screen if you'll be able to see it, but basically talks about how these um, these fires and these weird circumstances of 96, you know, food plants blowing up. Um, I mean, 30,000 ducks and on June 2nd were destroyed at a duck farm. Like, you don't hear that so much. Like animal cruelty is bad. Like, let's look into this stuff. No, come on. So um, let's um, let's play this video. Definitely Republican. Definitely very dark and gloomy, more so than it should be. But there's good information that's in here. I implore you to parse that out yourself. I'm just going to share it because I thought it was a good video, even though it's really dark and gloomy. Let's get into it. America is already suffering a food. shortage, which can be felt by rising costs and emptying shelves at the grocery store. But this is a cakewalk. It's going to get much worse. The writing, as they say, is on the wall. Any reasonable person can see that this is all being done deliberately. Over 10,000 cattle just died, and we are told that it was due to 100 degree weather. And in just the past 17 months, 
Nearly a hundred disasters have mysteriously befallen the American food industry. Dozens of catastrophic fires burning down food processing plants, in multiple cases caused by small aircraft crashing into them. Thousands of tons of meat destroyed. Over two million turkeys have been destroyed. Over 40 million chickens have been destroyed. And with the rising cost of fuel, farmers are unable to harvest their crops. And it's only just beginning. Remember, Joe Biden promised he would shut down oil and gas. So, I want to stop sharing for a second. So, <laughs> intense. But those are true. Those are actually facts. Talking about the amount of deaths. Those are true. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a different part of this, you know, because I, I I didn't want to. Um, there's some political stuff, and it's a little you know too political. But basically, they're saying that yes, we want to get away from our own gas, and I think everyone agrees we want to get away from our own gas. Everybody does. But let's be practical in that transition, and like let's do both until we can fully handle the economy, you know, with different energy. Until then, well, let's just do whatever is optimal, you know, for the people, right? Um, you know, like, I, let's just be practical and hopeful at the same time. Um, let's get back into it. Promise, except there is no alternative energy plan. The Biden administration is doing the Biden administration to is doing everything they can to shut down fossil fuel in this country. Fuel and not only will country. that stop people from and driving, not only will that stop people from driving, all public transportation, all industry, all shipping, and all industries will come to a halt. Millions will lose their jobs, and hundreds of millions will starve to death. Whether you like it or not, civilization is dependent upon oil and gas, and our government is turning it all off. We are also still suffering a baby formula shortage, and what little we do have is being sent to the open southern border for the tens of thousands of hungry foreigners being brought in unchecked and flown to already struggling cities across America. And after several countries suspended the Moderna... Okay, okay. Didn't want to play that part. Um gonna block that out hopefully the algorithm doesn't uh, catch that uh that was my mistake this episode has nothing to do with that in the fda it literally just had to do with uh the oil and gas and the famine um it's crazy that's crazy i mean everyone's covering it and if Anybody who understands the economy and the world really well and prominent political figures and business people, they're all saying there's going to be a famine. It's, it's in all of the mainstream outlets, but just not being covered and harped on. Instead, they're covering other things to distract you. If there's a famine and hundreds of millions of people are affected from it, then will you agree that you'll wake up? Because... That's scary. So, hey, parse out the information you want to, you know, take as take 
you know, in your thinking, in your critical thinking to formulate your opinions and whatever you do on a daily basis to help humanity become even stronger and better than it was, you know, the day before. So I just think it's crazy and I think people should know. And hey, until then, keep your food and eat your food. All right.